like a warm hearty welcome to you to another exciting edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast. Now, this is going to be another technical discussion we're going to have. I never roll alone for these technical <laughs> discussions. And as you can see, my, uh, my co-presenter, my co-host for these technical discussions, Mr. Richard Bailey, has actually joined me in studio today. Richard, how cool is that? Yeah. For the first time, eh? Hey? I've never been in studio for one of these vodcasts. I've been in studio for other stuff, but never a, a vodcast or a podcast, as they used to be called. But uh, so it's all new for me. And as I said to you off off air a minute ago, it's usually for me quite easy to to read the script, <laughs> which is right next to my webcam. So I'm not going to be able to read the script. So I'm going to glance down at my notes every now and again. But it's a pleasure, as always. You know, these things, as as we've always said, it's it's just a pleasure. And it's an honor to be able to be in a position to pass on, you know, if, you, if you've mm. got a little bit of knowledge to pass on. It's always lucky to eventually give it to somebody that can make use of it. So it's awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. I had a, I had a conversation in, in, a, in an episode we did um, a little bit earlier mm. this morning that we recorded a little bit earlier this morning. And it was with Nick Jaber of oh, IOPSA, yeah. the, the National Training Manager of IOPSA. And I said to him, and what a privileged position you are to pass down your skills, your knowledge, and your experience mm. to the next generation of plumbers. And here we are, we are actually doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, I'm not a plumber, so I can't pass my hair, <laughs> but, yeah. but certainly you can, Richard. Yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, uh, like I said it, uh, earlier to you privately, I, I can't understand how a plumber, I mean, that's my occupation. I'm a, I'm a plumber by trade, and I mean, I don't know how I landed up here, On a show but, like I, this. but I'm honored. I, I really am, and it's a great thing to be able to do it. You know, it takes a couple of years. It took a couple of years for me to realize that I was in a position to be able to pass down that um, that the information, the knowledge, the the technical skills, the ability to explain technical things, is a is a is a real b bonus. It's mm. it's an asset, and 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 that it could be utilized. And I mean, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure for me to be here. So thanks. Listen, Richard, and for our listeners and our viewers out there, our audience, uh, today we're talking about. Uh, choosing the correct materials for above ground drainage. Mm. Uh, but before we get into the details of that conversation, Richard, I think let's just take a quick break to our viewers and our listeners out there. Please don't go away. Do stay tuned because Richard and I will be back right after this. Good day. How can I help you? Hi. I'm here to log in my COCs, but I seem to be having an issue with my computer. No problem. But did you know that you can log your COCs using an app on your cell phone? Oh, what app is that? It's called The App Plumber. Do you have a smartphone with you? Yes, I do. Oh, well, let me show you how it works. Not only can you access your PRB profile on The App Plumber, but you can also earn CPD points while exploring the plumbing industry in the palm of your hand. Download the app from Google Play Store and join thousands of other happy users. Welcome back to this edition of the Professional Plumber Podcast, a lack of technical conversation that Richard and I are going to have with you. Now, just before we went into the ad break, Richard and I said that today we're discussing choosing the correct materials for above ground drainage. But Richard, as I remember, and as I recall, we had a conversation about, uh, in a, in a, in a mm. different episode, we, we discussed choosing the correct materials for below ground drainage. That's right. We did. And if you remember correctly, um, in that podcast or vodcast, we did say uh, that it warrants a split. 
I feel that uh, the the choice of materials for below ground and the reasons for choosing specific materials for below ground versus above ground warranted a split. And so hence the why I think we'd do a second po- uh, podcast, yeah. Absolutely. Would you mind if we, just for the sake of the listeners and the viewers out there, just to recap, without yeah. going into too much details, obviously, that is now, just to recap what we spoke about in that episode. We can. And I mean, just generally speaking, uh, the general purpose of selecting correct materials for whatever installation you're doing. But I mean, we're talking specifically about drainage. Performance comes into play uh, for drainage. And and I know that that's probably generic, a generic term that you could apply to any plumbing uh, installation, but specifically drainage, because if you know how it works with in terms of gravity and, and the prevention of blockage and the ease of access, etc. If you don't choose the right stuff, all those things start going wrong. Mm. So performance is a massive thing. And that add, that talks to the longevity of the system as well. Because if you have got a, a bad performing or badly performing system, longevity becomes a problem. Um, the infrastructure of drainage is vital. We can None of us can... Uh, dispute that mm. and and so it, it goes without saying that you need to choose a proper uh, well you need to have the correct system in place and for that to happen you need to have the chosen the correct materials how to do that you look for SABS mark you look for SA watermark you look for Jazwick mm. listing um, and uh, and or your lo- specific local authority will have approved certain things and perhaps uh, that is specific to your municipality which is fine as long as it's approved there and that's how to choose the correct things and then you must be able to determine the specific intended use for the product. Yeah. If, 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 you, if you have, I mean, that goes without, I'm not going to elaborate. We don't have time. But you need to, be, to determine what you, you're going to be using the, the product for and then choose the things specifically. And then lastly, look at what the manufacturers are, are telling you to do. How to, what is this manufactured in, in, uh, to, to achieve or what is it manufactured to, to do? And stick to their guidelines and stick to those 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 rules, the manufacturer's guidelines. So that's it about choosing the correct materials for uh, below ground drainage. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a quick look and let's at least start the conversation um, before we go into our next ad break. Let's at least start that conversation about choosing the correct materials for above ground drainage mm-hmm. and the importance thereof. And I mean, what what kind of things can possibly go wrong? if you don't use the correct materials for it? Yeah, a lot of people don't necessarily separate below ground versus above ground. And, and to, to, the, to the lay person, it's pretty much much of a muchness, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But being above ground, it's exposed to a lot, a very different set of circumstances than the below ground is. First one being noise, the noise factor. If you're in a multi-story block and you have stacks and sewer pipes that are going through rooms or, or down the wall next to a room in a duct or through spaces where people are, for example, working or, 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 or living, you don't want to have to hear every single activity that goes on three <laughs> floors above you every single time somebody flushes and, we've, and <laughs> you can laugh, you know. But there's, there's, you, if you've ever been in an office block with, um, with, uh, with a, an, an exposed sewage pipe, which is not the correct material, and, and it's, it's all day. You just hear this water running. And it's, I mean, you know, so noise is a, is a factor. So that's one thing. The, the other thing is support. In an underground environment, the pipe is designed to be supported 360 degrees by a proper bedding of soil and 100% of its length. So it's, it's not designed to self-support. It's between 
uh, uh, points. Above ground is a different story. You can't wrap that thing in a 360 degree, degree support. So you've got brackets. Those brackets need to be installed at certain intervals, but nonetheless, the pipe itself needs to be able to self-support between those brackets, mm. be, be, between the support points. Um, as a matter of, um, uh, of interest, the, the, uh, the, the distance between, the minimum distance allowed between brackets uh, for above ground drainage uh, is in SANS 1025 2 stroke 2. But to give you a guideline, for anything uh, from memory, for anything less than 50 millimeters in diameter, it must be 600 mil. We're talking horizontal installations, so 600 millimeter maximum distance. I said minimum, I meant maximum. Um, and for anything equal to or more than 50 millimeters in diameter, one meter maximum distance. And then a third factor, quite an obvious one, but something that a lot of plumbers, which flabbergasts me, but a lot of plumbers don't seem to realize is UV protection. Mm. The, um, the, the, the pipes fittings have been produced to be able to withstand UV penetration or UV effects or the effects of UV to a, to a particular standard, whether it's in infinite and forever, probably not, but it is tested to a specific standard and that's what it is. If you ever have come across, as I have hundreds of dozens of times, uh, pipes and fittings that have not been UV stabilized, not been approved for above use ground, what the UV does to it is absolutely crazy. Mm. So, so UV is a big thing. Richard, I think that there's a lot more to be said about you know choosing the correct materials, certainly for above ground drainage, and and you know the difference between that and and below ground drainage. But I think let's just cross over to another quick ad break, and when we come back from that ad break, we'll continue our conversation on that. To our listeners and our viewers out there, don't go away. Please do stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Are you a tradesperson or trading company that's looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at info at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Welcome back. You're still tuned into a lacquer technical discussion right here on the Professional Plumber Podcast with myself and Richard Bailey, my co-host for these technical podcasts. And uh, in this episode, we're discussing specifically choosing the correct materials for above ground drainage. And in a previous episode, we, uh, Richard and I said that we did discuss choosing the correct materials for below ground drainage. Today, we're talking about above ground drainage. And just before we went into the ad break, uh, we discussed a few of the factors that can be considered, should be considered, and things that can possibly go wrong when you choose the incorrect materials for above ground drainage. Now, Richard, just to very briefly recap what we said, we said that certainly one of the things that we should look at and, and consider is uh, you know, uh, the noise, first of all. Yeah. And to me, as a layperson, um, as a consumer, that was quite surprising. I would never have thought yeah. that a material that a, you know the pipes and the drainage pipes and things are made of would have any effect on the noise that it, and that that would be a disturbance with something that that's a factor that plumbers should take into consideration. 100%. Um, the support I could still think of because you did speak of the support and that every so many millimeters or centimeters 
They should be because of the weight that it has to carry and that below ground drainage is supported 360 degrees be, be, with that stable swell around mm. it. And then we also spoke about the most obvious factor is the UV protection mm. and that above ground drainage is made and designed to resist UV rays and, and has a longer, longer, vid, uh, longer vid, how do you pronounce Longevity. it? Longevity. Longevity. <laughs> right. Yeah. But when, certainly, when exposed. Certainly there are, and I mean, that is, it, it would just disintegrate eventually over time, yeah. I assume, yeah. you know, as a layperson, that's what I think. Because it's, it's PVC, it's plastic yeah. or something like that in most cases. Uh, I'm not sure if we still use the old, uh, you know, the, the, what do you call the clay pipes anymore. But we don't much, no, yeah. not these days. Um, that, that would specifically have been for underground drainage. Clay piping would never, be, never have been for above oh. ground. But uh, cast iron is a, most certainly, a, a, and, and HDPE, um, high-density polyethylene, I beg your pardon. Um, so there's a number of materials. But yeah, um, the, the, the UV thing, uh, you, you would usually be able to identify at a glance uh, the difference between an underground and an above-ground fitting uh, PVC now is that the above, below ground is an off-white, it's a yellowish color, and the above ground is white. But there are some not so like a white colored <laughs> PVC fittings that are sold to be above ground that is disintegrate within sure. two years. And the thing is just all over the place. So, yeah. But Richard, having said that, certainly there must be other factors to yeah. consider. Certainly other things can also go wrong. Yeah. You spoke, you, you hinted towards the the... the accessibility yeah. aspect of it. Is yeah. that one of the factors to consider? 100%. I mean, if you if you recall or if you listen back to the podcast that we had about below ground drainage, because of the lack of access to these pipes, you needed to take into account how how is one going to access the interior of these pipes. So you put in special things like rotting eyes and so on. Because of the nature of above, above ground installation, the fact is it is accessible in a lot of cases. Not all, but a lot. In fact, if it were plumbed to standard, it would be accessible, mm. but some aren't. So, but because of that, you will find that the fittings themselves, the fittings, the junctions, etc., have what we call IEs, it's abbreviation for inspection eyes. And um, the, 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 it's, it, it's both for inspection purposes as well as um, uh, cleaning purposes. But so the access to, to above ground drainage is often done through the fittings themselves which doesn't uh, necessarily hold true for below ground fittings mm. because it's below ground. You can't access. So, that, so that's one thing. By, by the way, it's, it, it warrants um, just re, reiteration that SANS 102.5.2-2 and it's 6.5.1.1, they use specific words and they say that any drainage system, you, you must provide ready access to the interior of all pipes. It doesn't say some pipes or, or most pipes. It says all pipes. And if you and, and the drainage standard is this thick. So that's just half a sentence from one. And if you just apply that and, and look around you and ask yourself whether that is in fact the case to, in 90% of the, in the, of the installations you see, the answer is no. So they're just there. So it gives you an idea. You, you've got to make plan. You've got to make a provision for access. You have to be able to access the interior of every single pipe in a, in a plumbing system. Fitting radii, radius of a, of a fitting. Uh, below ground, you'll find the radius is much larger. In other words, it's a sweeping bend rather than an acute bend or not an acute. Acute is the wrong word because acute means less than 90. This is all at, at least more than 90. So 
the, um, it's not a sharp bend, it's an, always a, a, a sweeping bend underground. Above ground, you have different, a different type of insulation. You usually have a vertical stack and you have horizontal stacks joining it in, in that configuration. And because of that, and if you look at, I'm not going to get into the details, but if you look at the fluid dynamics and how fluids flow from a horizontal into a vertical, and whether or not it blocks this vertical and plugs it and creates a plug which creates a negative pressure above it and a positive pressure below it without getting into details the radius makes a difference the radius of the junction makes a difference as to how this water joins this stack so the radiuses are very differently designed to accommodate a different type of drainage system because underground you're not going to have vertical stacks mm. so so that so that's a big thing and then corrosion yeah, corrosion uh, underground again. Yes, of corrosion is a factor, but above ground, especially where I come from, Cape Town. You know, if you live in Melkbos Strand, for example, you're right on the beach. It's salt water 99% of the time. You can't have mild steel pipes, you know. But but <laughs> so corrosion is a, is a factor. So it's a less of a factor because we usually talk about PVC and plastics. So it's not really a major thing. But if you start talking about other types of metals, then it becomes a thing. Yes. So yeah. Richard, there is one more question that I have for you just before we uh, completely close off for this episode. But I think to our listeners and our viewers, let's cross over to another very quick ad break. Please don't go away. Stay tuned because I do have one last uh, question that I want to ask Richard before we close this episode off. We are running out of time for this specific episode, Richard. Um, to our listeners and our viewers, we'll be back right after this. Are you having questions about the Plumbing Industry Registration Board and the plumbing industry in South Africa? Well, then join us on the couch and in conversation with the industry experts to answer all your lingering questions about the plumbing industry. The PIRB remains committed to ensuring open and consistent communication within the plumbing industry. So, be part of the conversation. Send us your questions on email at communications at prrb.co.za or on WhatsApp on 079-833-6930. Become a part of the conversation today. Hashtag on the couch. Hashtag PIRB. Welcome back to this lack of technical conversation that Richard Bailey and myself are having about choosing the correct materials for above ground drainage. Um, just before we went into the ad break, we were looking at a couple of factors to consider, uh, a couple of things that could possibly go wrong when you do indeed choose uh, the incorrect materials and why choosing the correct materials are uh, you know, so important. We looked at, at, at things like corrosion, we looked at things like the fittings and the accessibility to it and those kind of things. Um, Richard, and you gave us a, a it, you know, we are always pressed for time in these yeah. episodes. Yeah. So it was very brief how you explained the reasons mm. why we should look for and consider certain aspects um, and how those could affect, um, you know, the longevity of a product um, you know the the endurance of you know how long it will last and and whether it can be accessed and whether it will be corroded by mm. you know the weather weather circumstances and the, the elements out there um, but but having said all of that you you alluded to the fact uh, a little earlier here that you know if done according to standard 
then most of these aspects will you you said two things yep. one you said that you arrive on site you do your audits and you find that so many plumbers do it incorrectly yet it's such a simple thing or it, at least it seems it's such a simple mm. thing to choose the correct material and secondly you alluded to the fact that if it's done according to the requirements of standard it it, it should and would and will be it will be okay yeah and that to me just said that okay so there is a way that it should be done mm. Um, to ensure that it is as efficient and optimally function, uh, you know, functioning as possible, as safe and as healthy as possible. What happens if a plumber doesn't get it right? I mean, the, 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 the bottom line, it's like anything else. The, if you are practicing the trade of plumbing. It is a protected trade. In other mm. words, it has laws and rules and regulations and you are obliged to stick to those rules and laws and regulations. I know it doesn't happen often, and it's also not the type of country we live in, but if you were to step outside of those and blatantly disregard them, in another country, for example, where they're very happy to take you to court like America, mm. you would go to court and you would lose. Mm. You would need to show that you, have, you had done everything in your power uh, to do it according to the requirements. And the requirements is not only a physical manner in which or, or a manner of how to install these things where to put what and so on it is what to use when installing them exactly so it's a it's a twofold thing you need to install it according to the to the to the way in which it's supposed to be installed and you must use the correct materials because that has a whole bunch of knock-on effects mm. itself so and if you can't show that you did your due diligence i mean if you go and you say well hey it had an SABS mark. Oh, well, then you're off the hook. Mm -hmm. Then you go up further up the chain. But if you go and say, no, I mean, I, why, is, why does that shop sell it if it's not SABS? No, the onus is on you to check that it is approved and that the supply chain is, is, is jointly and severally liable, but including you. So you as the installer must make sure. And that includes um, having a discussion, let's put it mildly, you can take that discussion further and make it a bit harsher with the person that you're doing your work for. Let's say they, they say, we just want labor and we'll supply all the materials. But those mm. materials are absolutely rubbish. Mm. No, you, the, you are the person that is putting your name, reputation and, and livelihood on the, on the chopping block. And so you should stop and say, no, I, I'm not putting those materials in for these reasons. Mm. Have legitimate reasons. And it's my life that is going to be affected, not yours. Mm. So your career, correct, and, and, and your you, you know your honor, your reputation for that 100%. matter. But also the fact is that it can affect. There are risks involved, health 100%. and safety for yeah. that matter. Those risks and that customer or that consumer who who insists on you using an incorrect material, they should know about those risks. Um, and, and, and you, like you said, you're the expert, you're the person who knows what the standards and the Correct. laws and the regulations require from you. And you can't sign off something no. um, and certify it as compliant when you know for a fact that no. it isn't. And the same applies, I know we're running out of time, I know we're short of time, but the same applies, Willem, to, to the manner in which you install things. I know it's not part of this podcast's um, subject matter, but it, but it bears mentioning. Often, the plumber is not at fault when 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 he has to install a, a stack, for example, a sewage stack in a particular space, because that's the only space that the architect or the designer has left for him. Mm. But it's, it's so sure it's not his fault, but he must start talking about it. He must yes. say something about it. Hang on a second. You want me to put the stack here? No, I can't. 
Here are the reasons. This is where I'm going to be shortfall. This is why I can't sign a COC. And the, so have those discussions. Mm. You know, stop the bus and have a discussion. You don't mm. have to be scared of, of pointing out factual information. Exactly. You've it got is what it is. You know, Richard, certainly, uh, you know, the plumbers should be confident about it. They've got the backup of the requirements of the standards. They've got the backup of legislation, regu uh, regulation and all of those. So be confident about it when you make those statements and when you take that stance to say, uh -uh, I can't do this because it's not going to be compliant and the risks associated to it. Yeah. Richard, so we are drawing to a close of this specific episode and I think there is a lot that can be said about it. As simple as a subject mm. it may seem, you know, yeah. our viewers and our listeners may think, why would you talk about choosing the correct yeah. materials? But just think and consider yeah. about the things that can possibly go wrong, the risks associated with that. So once again, it was so awesome to have you here. So yeah. cool to have you here in the studio with me. Yeah. And to be able to look you in the eye when I chat to you instead of checking you out on the computer <laughs> screen when we chat. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Been a pleasure. Thank you. That concludes it from Richard and myself, our discussion about choosing the correct materials for above ground uh, drainage. And um, we don't want to, we're going to say goodbye from the two of us, but we don't want you to go away. We want you to stay tuned because right after this, we're bringing you some awesome industry announcements. We'll see you in the next one. On the 1st of March, the PIRB will be launching an exciting new Continuous Professional Development or CPD rewards program. This rewards program will give plumbers the opportunity to receive discounts on certain items like COCs, renewal fees and many other products depending on the status of their CPD points. The higher plumbers earn, the better their rewards. Get skilled, get rewarded. Remember to save the date for Friday the 10th of March as the PRB will be celebrating World Plumbing Day at its offices. Come and join in on the fun and games hosted on this day and stand a chance to win great prizes. Hope to see you all there. Do you have any questions you would like to ask the PIRB? Send your questions via email to communication at pirb.co.za or via WhatsApp to 079-833-6930 and be featured on our On The Couch show. If you would like to advertise on any of the PRB's video productions, such as this show, contact us via email at marketing at pirb.co.za or call us on 0861-747-275 to book your advertising space or to find out more.